Kelda and good evening. Welcome to the house. Or welcome houses, should I say? You're all houses. This is Psalm 84. We're going to do this before we start. You may rise or, or sit, whatever. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven's armies. I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. With my whole being, body and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near your altar. O Lord of heaven's armies, my King and my God, what joy for those who can live in your house, always singing your praises. The good news tonight, folks, and forever, is that we are the house of God, right? We're called to be a house of prayer. We, we are the house of prayer. You are the house of prayer. You are the house of praise, right? So we're going we're gonna to get that on in a musical way. You ready for that? We might let it go a little bit faster. deep in my soul down deep in my soul down deep in my soul yes you give me joy down deep in my soul down deep in my soul down deep in my soul
caught in your love for me Never been more secure Knowing your heart, Lord I've never been so sure Caught in your love for me Never been more secure Knowing your heart, Lord Yeah Thank you, Father Break open. 
you doing tonight? Great to see you. Hey, let me ask you a question. If you were swimming in the river of God's presence, it's what it says in Ezekiel 47 there, you can choose ankle, knee, waist, chest, or you can just go for a swim in the river of God's presence. If you were swimming in God's presence, what would it feel like? Freedom? What would it feel like? What would you expect it to feel like if you were swimming in the river of God's presence? I think this is a good question. Let me read this to you. Exodus chapter 34, verse 6. Then the Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy, I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. That's the disposition or the nature of our Messiah, Jesus. I think if you're in the river, you would know, you would feel, you would sense compassion. I think if you're in the river of God's presence, you would know, you would sense, you would feel God's mercy. I think it's fantastic news to know that He's slow to get angry so you could relax in the river and you would be filled well he is filled so you would be filled with unfailing love and faithfulness I reckon that river would be a good place to be I don't know about you I think of that I close my eyes I kind of get transported to a nice warm relaxing spa pool that's just feeling really really good full of mercy and grace and compassion and 
staring at the stars, just focusing on Jesus' presence and allowing His presence to wash over us. And it's my prayer tonight that every one of us encounter God's presence in this place. Every one of us. I pray that by the time the night is through, you'll be saying, God is awesome. I pray that by the time the night's through, you'll be able to say, man, I saw something of God's mercy, something of God's kindness, something of God's grace, something of God's compassion tonight. When we got, get, well, when we got together, just as part of his family, this, this city. Does that sound right? Two of you are convinced. Most of you are. Holy Spirit, I ask tonight. Well, I don't ask. I, yes, I do ask. I'm confused. I'm conflicted. No, I'm not. Lord, I ask, I give you permission to move in this place. Lord, I ask that every person would know your presence in this place. Even if we've come in feeling so-so and blah-blah, Lord, that we would have the ability tonight, that you would give us the ability to push the weight of our world off to the left and off to the right, and that our eyes would be fixed on you and you alone. Lord, as we do that, I ask that tonight would be a place of miracles, that tonight would be a place of freedom, that tonight people would experience what it is to be free in you and alive in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, welcome. It's great to have you here. If you're visiting with us tonight, warm welcome to you. Trust that you can relax, enjoy yourselves. We're going to have a great time. It's awesome to have pastors Nick and Karen Klinkenberg with us again this evening. We're going to have a great time together. There's a, you take a seat if you want to for a moment. There's a couple of things I need to uh, highlight to you this evening. Faith 101, if you're doing Faith 101 tonight, when we start singing again, feel free to go out then if you haven't already gone. That would be great. Um, School of the Spirit is coming up in a fortnight's time. Can I encourage you, if you're not registered to consider registering for the School of the Spirit. It's gonna be a day and a half environment that is all about helping you feel confident and comfortable operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, if you go into the New Testament, you will see that, uh, particularly around Acts here, that Jesus told the, the apostles, the um, disciples, not to go out and start the work that He'd asked them to, and to, to do until the Holy Spirit came on them and empowered them. We live under that same promise today. And uh, if we're trying to our best to do the work of God, but we haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, we don't know what it is to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, this weekend will be fantastic for you. By the time you finished, you will have had the opportunity to lay hands on the sick. By the time you finished that weekend, you would have had the opportunity to prophesy. And we'll do it in ways that are safe, that won't freak you out. But it will really empower you to, to grow in the Holy Spirit. So there's registration cards out in the foyer. And help yourself to them. Get yourself registered. You do it all online, which is great. Global Missions. Who would like to know how we've gone with Global Missions? Owen would like to know. Nick would like to know. Nikki would like to know. Anyone else like to know? I see that hand down the back. I just cannot see the face from here. I will tell you, we have 136 cards handed in. That's pretty good. We have like 200. There's not too late though. You can hand a card in still. 136 cards that represents families and couples and people and all sorts. So that's a fairly good 
solid representation of the church. 136 cards, $313,000 has been promised. Isn't that great? Fantastic, well done. Give yourselves a big hand, come on. Excellent. And the thing I love about that is that, you know, that money is all about, well, all the money that comes in the church actually is about people's eternity. It is about seeing lives transformed. It's about populating heaven. It's about uh, bringing hope to people. It's about seeing people's lives improved. And I'm really, really excited about some of the, well, all the things we're doing this next year. But we've got some new initiatives too, which uh, we'll talk about over time, which are really, really exciting. So well done. Very good. Who's had a birthday or a celebration this last week? Birthday or an anniversary? Anyone? Any birthday? No birthdays? Yeah. None. Not a single birthday. Is there anyone lying to me right now? And it's your birthday. Hey? Birthday. Christelle, is it your birthday? Ah, so someone is lying to us. Look at that. Any other birthdays? Does anyone want to come and have a prayer of blessing prayed over you? Victoria. Hello, I never saw you there. Is it your birthday too? Well, come on out. Come on. You and Christelle. Anyone else want to have a prayer of blessing prayed over them tonight? Yeah, come out. If you want a prayer of blessing prayed over you, because we're going to pray as a church. I can't believe that only one person has come out to have a prayer of blessing prayed over them. Wow. This is like pulling teeth without anaesthetic. Yeah, good on you. Have a chocolate and we will pray God's blessing. That's all right. We'll just pray. Stay right there. We're going to pray God's blessing. How about everyone stand up? Let's pray God's blessing over these guys. Father, we thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one in Jesus' name. Amen. How about giving them all a massive big hand? Did everyone get a chocolate? Good. Well, Monique, would you like to come and lead us around communion tonight? How about giving Monique a hand as she comes? Hi. All right. Before I begin, I have to get something off my chest. Um, I'm so glad my parents aren't here. <laughs> when I was a kid, I always wanted to do communion. Uh, I thought it was this amazing adult thing. Even though I had absolutely no idea what it was really about, I thought it was some kind of halftime snack that the adults had during church. <laughs> so, um, Kids Church back then was called Kids Ablaze. A little bit of a history lesson. Um, and I snuck out with some of my friends to the kitchen. Um, and we waited until all the adults were out of the kitchen. And then we boosted in and we drank. Um, <laughs> we drank um, numerous of those little cups of juice. <laughs> And I thought it was wine. I seriously thought it was wine. And I thought, if this is what wine tastes like, I love it. It tastes so good. 
It's not how wine tastes, just so you know. Um, and I was really sick afterwards. Um, so, and I'm really, really sorry. I don't know who was in charge there, but I'm really sorry that you had to deal with the mess that we made. Um, but anyways, back to communion. So, yeah, it's off my chest now. <laughs> back to communion. So um, the Last Supper was the last time that Jesus ate with the disciples before he was arrested. And then he died on the cross to save our sins. He knew no one else did. He knew that he was going to die. And sitting there on the night of the Passover with all his friends, he did the following. Luke 22, 14 verse, uh, to 20. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Now, 2,000 years later, roughly, we're still doing sort of the same thing. Why is this? Because with communion, we remember what Jesus has done. The bread in remembrance of him, of his life. The juice in remembrance of the blood that was shed. Jesus said that the wine represented the new covenant that he made, the new deal that he struck, which meant that no sacrifices were required, a promise that was sealed by his blood. So, what do we remember? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11.26, For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. See, we look back on Jesus' death and remember a God who loved us so much, his son was sent down to save us. We remember that Jesus went through unimaginable pain because of his love for us and because he wanted us to live with him forever. We live in a world where we don't have to sacrifice animals in order to pay for our sins. This world we live in wouldn't be nothing without Him. We have a good God, don't we? <laughs> so we sit, we remember, and not only that, but we thank Him for what He has done. This massive act of love that has impacted our lives, an event that has ripple effects throughout history until today. So wherever you're sitting, remember what He has done in your life. Remember that what, uh, remember what Jesus has done, but also remember that He is still to come. Jesus said, I will come again. So now, take the time to think, really think about what He has done for you, for me, for all of us, and thank Him for that. back into 
some time of worship. So if you guys would like to stand. And, um, yeah. Lord, we thank you so much um, for the sacrifice that was made on the cross, Lord. And we thank you so much um, that it was made so that I could be here and so that all of us could be here, Father. And we uh, thank you, Lord, that um, we get to come together right now, Lord, and um, worship you, Lord. And I really just pray that our praise would be on our lips tonight, Father, that it would be a declaration of um, our love for you, Father. And, yeah, I just really pray that we step into um, the river, Lord, into your presence, um, and that we'd really touch you and get a sense of, of you tonight. We give this time to you, Lord. Like a covenant alone, your love is enduring through the winter rain and beyond the horizon with mercy for today. Faithful you have been and faithful you will be. You pledge yourself to me and that's why I praise will ever be on my lips ever be on my lips your praise will ever be on my lips ever be on my lips your praise will ever be on my lips ever be on my lips your praise will ever be on my lips ever be on my
lifted by the sound of your worship, your praise. Your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Your praise will ever be on my lips. You will be praised. You will be praised. With angels and saints we sing You will be praised. You will be praised. You will be praised. With angels and saints, we sing worthy. I, he will be praised. You will be praised. You will be praised. With angels and saints, we sing worthy. Come on, church. He will be praised.
say this evening, pray that your hearts are open to the Holy Spirit. He's going to come in a minute, but why don't you keep your hands raised. Come on, keep your attention on Jesus for now. Just allow Him to flow in this place, in your lives, in Jesus' name. Oh, uh-huh. 
God, the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who put the stars in place, the one who put the moon in place, the sun in place, the galaxy, the galaxies, the universe, like the whole deal, and yet he, he's so humble, he comes and lives in us. And we were able to say yes to him, and he just applauds that, he just enjoys that. He's our father, the Bible tells us, Father who's a good father, absolutely perfect, and he loves us. He loves us. He loves us. He loves us more than you will ever love him. He has faith in you. I said that this morning. I want to say it again. He has faith in you. He believes in you. He has a work for you to do. He's tagged you. He's chosen you. You haven't chosen God. He put something in you that enabled you to reach out to him. Even when you didn't know Him, I was reaching out to Him. Looking back, I think, my goodness, I was reaching out to Him then. I didn't know Him. I didn't really want to know Him. But He wanted to know me and He knew me. And He knew me before I was born. And He knows you too. And He loves you. And He's for you. And He's with you always. He always is with you. His address is your address. Your address is His address. Where you go, God is. He is with you. Amen. He's with you. Can somebody say amen to that? He's with you. He always, he never leaves you, nor forsakes you. The one, the one who, who, he's the, he's the only religion in this world, Christianity, that can promise that. No one else can promise that. Your best friend can't promise that. No one else can promise that. But God promises and He delivers that He will never. Everybody say never. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You can be anywhere. He's with you. You can do the dumbest things. He will not jump out. He, he stays with us. He, he, he's for us. Amen. He loves us. See, isn't that cool? Thank you, Jesus. Hands up those who need a healing in their body. I wonder if you could just raise your hand if you need a healing in your body. I don't care if you put your hand up a hundred thousand times. Put it up again. And we're going to pray and we're going to believe God once again. Amen. Because God is a God who heals. Psalm 103 verse 3 says, He forgives all our sin. Amen. He do, it doesn't say He forgives 99% of our sin, which is pretty cool, I reckon. But He says He forgives all. He forgives what? All our sins. Same verse, second line. He says He heals all our diseases. We believe the first one. Who believes the first part? Three people. Oh, that's pretty cool. Who believes the second part? Yeah, amen. You believe the second part with me? Just stand around with those folks that have got their hands raised. Keep your hands raised, please, if you would, till somebody stands with you. Then pull your hand down. Then we know that somebody's standing with you. And we're going to declare the healing power of God over you in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank You for Your healing power. We thank You for strength coming into every bone, every muscle. Lord, we rebuke every virus. We rebuke every disease in the name of Jesus and we tell it to go. Jesus' name right now, we thank You, Jesus. The power of God in Jesus' name. Lord, touch. Lord, release healing. Be their portion. Strength in every bone and every muscle and every tissue. Strengthening day by day by day. Thank You, Lord, for Your miracle working power 
Lord, we thank you for bodies being healed from the crown of the head to the soles of the feet. We tell these bodies in the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In Jesus' name, be healed. Don't we say that, church? In the name of Jesus, be healed. In Jesus' name, thank you, our God. Thank you, Lord. Somebody's in pain over this side. Who's that? Who's that person? There's some pain over this side. Father, over this side, over here to my right. Somebody's in pain. You're in pain. Amen. How's that pain now? Not, not a lot of change. Okay, Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for that pain beginning to dissipate and for that healing beginning to take place like as never before. Lord, in Jesus' name, thank you for that. Lord, that foot. Could somebody just touch that more? Would you want to just touch that foot? Lord, in Jesus' name, that pain beginning to go right now. That pain dissipating throughout this meeting. Days ahead, we say to that, pain be gone. We say to this foot, be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Last week I was in Bendigo speaking and there's a girl there. She came forward and she couldn't breathe out of her nose. And uh, quite remarkable. She couldn't breathe out of her nose and um, real struggles with it, getting an operation in August. And so we prayed for her and we declared the healing power over her body and she spoke life and health in Jesus' name. And then she started to breathe through her nose. Uh, there's no one more surprised than me. No, I shouldn't say that, but we just get, it's so exciting when those things kind of happen. Amen. And listen, some healings happen instantly, but I've understood that a lot of healings happen over a period of time. I, I, we, Josh, my son, my middle boy, and I edited a book of uh, Western Carriers Healing Testimonies. And, uh, sorry. Yeah, my little boy, uh, and um, he, this is a coffee table book, just a wee book, and uh, we edited this in the States and things, and there's over a thousand healing testimonies. I re- we had to read it, of course, to edit it, and, and so we, we were reading this thing, and I'm just surprised how many miracles uh, took place uh, over six months or a year or two years, and after two years, they write back and say, wow, it's amazing that I, I, I got up one morning six months or 12 months later 14 months later and I'm like my foot isn't sore my back is healed something's taken place now there's a lot of things that happen instantly but also a lot of things that can also so don't all I'm saying is keep persevering for your healing amen keep believing God for God to heal God is a God who heals today he's our father and he just loves to heal uh and and so uh, we're just in the process of redoing the book, um, Daily Medicine. And there's, I think there's one copy left, but we just nearly finished it, ready to publish at the end of this month. And uh, it's, it's just a health, helpful little book if you want to persevere on here. If you, want to, if you want to get that, just give us an email and I'll make sure you're on the list and send that to you. It's only $1,000 each. No problem. No, that's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, so um, it's only a few dollars. I don't know how much it'll be yet, but it'll be something like a couple of coffees and you'll be able to keep it longer than a couple of coffees. Amen. 
So just really encourage you with that. I really want you to, uh, there's, a, there's a little booklet out there, a little handout. It's a supernatural language. We're going to talk on that. So just be aware of that supernatural language, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues. And that just may be helpful because we don't talk about it a lot. So I just want to highlight that. If you want to get our update, just uh, write your first name and email on that and you'll get the update that's out in the foyer as well. That'll be great. Amen. Well, we've been living in Europe for three years, two years or so, two and a half years ago or so we came back. I travel to Europe a couple, three times a year now and uh, we've seen some churches uh, start. We've seen some churches. We've got a network of churches there now and we're just beginning to just uh, make sure that the DNA of church planting, we're wanting not to just to plant a church, we're wanting to plant a forest. We're, we're, wanting, to plant, we're wanting to fish with nets, not just a net. Wanting to plant with, with, with forests, uh, not just a forest, but forests and, and, and fish with nets. Amen? And multiplication, seeing that multiply like crazy. Did you know that there are more Christians uh, per head of population in China than there are in Western Europe? Do you know there are more Christians in South India than there are in Western Europe? Do you know there are more Christians in Indonesia? The government will never tell you this, but there are more, gov- there are more Christians in Indonesia than there are, and they reckon somewhere around 18 to 22% are Christian in a high Muslim country. Interesting, isn't it? You never hear those figures. Uh, you will never hear those figures, but that's what Christian leaders are saying. And so there's more, whatever it is, it's more Christians than the head of population than there are in the whole of Europe. And we think that's the mission field. I want to tell you something. The greatest mission field of the 21st century at this stage, if God calls you to those places, amen, go, do it. It's, in north of India, my goodness, it's just a nightmare. So, so if God calls you to those places, amen. But, uh, but at the same time, understand that one of the greatest mission fields of the 21st century is particularly Western Europe or Europe. That's why we work there. Over 400 million don't know Christ. There are generations now have no understanding who Jesus is and what the gospel is all about. They have crosses, they have churches, but it has no relevance to the culture at all. We're aiming to change that. And before I die, we're going to aim to change that. Before I die, we're going to have hundreds of churches there, hopefully. Amen. In Jesus' name. Aren't we, Jared? Amen. And so we're, going to, we're starting a church planting school uh, end of next year that they graduate. They only graduate when they have been involved in a church plant. How cool is that? Might take a few, a few years. That's okay. But we'll do it. And uh, so it's, people are lining up already. So it's pretty exciting to be part of that and see a dream that is over 30 years old start to come to fruition in Jesus' name. Isn't that good? Some things take time. Older folks, some things take time. Older folks, so keep praying, keep believing God. Some things take time, young people. Don't give up on the first day. <laughs> It'd be easy to give up on the first day or the second day or the first week or the first month or the first year. But no, you just keep on doing the stuff. Amen. And is God able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all we ask, think or imagine or is He not? Either we believe that or we don't, see? So I'm just like, no too much to back down. I just know too much to back out now. I just like, mm, okay, 
That verse really annoys me. Uh, it's a tension because I've seen some things, but there's so much more to see. And we're going to see those things in Jesus' name. Amen. Good stuff. Hey, thank you, Musos. That's fantastic. Give them a hand. They do a good job. You know, they get here early, practice away. Thank you, Aaron. Last time we met, Aaron was in Reading, California, somewhere, isn't it? Is that still California, isn't it? Reading. Reading in California. We spent a weekend together with uh, 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 Stephen James, Stephen. Yeah, so that was fun, Stephen Hart, and, and we had a lot of fun. But what is on tour stays on tour, I understand. Amen. It's great to see Maura and Chris there. And, uh, and uh, yeah, they, they were in our youth group. Like, how cool is that? And, like, Maura says to me, hello, and she says, oh, you. Anyway, she told me her last name. Well, she told me her maiden name, and then it all came clear. Like, Maura McCartney, the whole McCartney family came to Christ like a hundred years ago, and then they joined the youth group, and now they're still here doing the stuff, and now they got, you know, kids, and then the kids have got kids, and it's like all happening. It's wonderful. It's amazing if you hang around long enough, what happens? Yeah? Amen? Hello, everybody. You doing good? Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Um, let me see. Whenever. Wherever. Be like Jesus. Whenever, wherever, be like Jesus. See, see, God hasn't put you overseas. He's put you here. And he'll put some overseas, but mainly he's put you here. And even if he's put you overseas, you've got to do what you do overseas here. Otherwise, please don't inflict us overseas with what you don't have. Do it here. Amen. Praise Jesus. So, uh, like, you know, whenever, wherever, do, do, do the stuff. So it's good to be here. Thank you, Sheridan uh, and... All the guys, we had a good time today. They look after us. Well, uh, you can be so pleased with them on your side. Amen. Um, I was, I was, uh, I was uh, going from Amsterdam, I think we were going to London, and read the Daily Mail. And in the Times, in the Daily Mail, there was this article just a few years ago. I've got it here, about a homeless man. And... Uh, he froze to death. He was uh, 60 years old, uh, much older than me. And uh, he, he froze to death, unaware that he was due to inherit a whole bunch of money. But just before I go there, at the end of this message, let me tell you what I'm going to do. Uh, just before 12 o'clock, by the time I finish. That was a joke. Honestly, it was okay. It's all right. Relax. Uh, so um, just, um, just at the end of this message... I want to pray for folks for the baptism, for the release in the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues, prophecy. You can do either or. You can prophesy, you can speak in tongues. They did either or in the book of Acts. You know, they prophesied. I know people that have prophesied, haven't spoken in tongues. Eventually, they speak in tongues. So I just think it all can happen. I think you can have all the gifts. Amen. All the gifts are yes and amen. And we need all the gifts. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But I just want to say that I'm going to, we want to talk about that. We want to pray for folks for that. So get ready for that. If you haven't been released in that, I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have those gifts moving in my heart. I would have given up long ago, honestly, really. Um, the other thing is I want to do, uh, over 40 years ago, uh, I asked Christ to come into my life. What happened was we went to a youth camp and there were about 40, no, about 20, 27 people there. Uh, 
28 people there, four of them were leaders and the other 24 for you, uh, were, were the, were the, were, was the youth group. And 24 of us uh, at the, came to the altar call and we came forward and we shook hands with the person who was speaking, who just prayed the prayer of, of commitment to Christ. And I just wanted to go forward and say yes to him. And I went forward and did that that day over 40 years ago. My life's never been the same since. And tonight at the end of the service, maybe you've never asked Christ to come into your life. It takes guts. It takes some boldness to come out in front of folks. And, 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 but come forward and shake my hand after we pray a prayer and go back to your seat. Is that okay? Is that easy? Is that all right? So just to prepare your hearts, that's what's going to happen afterwards uh, at the end of this message. We had two folks this morning say yes to Jesus. I said we had two folks this morning say yes to Jesus. Friends, listen, the angels are dancing. They are going, Wah-ha! yeah, like, like that's what this is about. That's what this church is about. Yeah, yeah, Amen? Amen. And so just want to know that. So this homeless man, getting back now to the homeless man uh, who froze to death, he, uh, he, he was sleeping at rough. He was sleeping under a bridge. And it was, uh, it was in, in Wyoming, and his name was Tim Gray. And he was due to inherit 12 million pounds. And he was a part of a very wealthy family from Las Vegas who set Las Vegas up, actually. But things had come estranged, and he, uh, they couldn't find him anywhere, and they... They didn't know what, what, what to do. So the executors of uh, the clerk's will, it was the, the clerk's will, uh, they, they, he died without them knowing. And so what happened is that it gets better than this. When the coroner, when they got his body and they uh, just, you know, got the wallet out of his back pocket, they realized there were uncashed checks in his back pocket. And so, and so I, I talked about this to my friend in Philadelphia, and he says, actually, it's an interesting story. It gets better. He says, those uncashed checks were worth thousands and thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. And he had checks in his back pocket that were uncashed, and yet he died a pauper. He died a homeless person. I just wonder how many Christians go through life without realizing how much God has actually given them. And they're walking around with everything, yet they don't know that they have everything. They're walking around with, like they have the resources, they have the whole of heaven behind them, and they keep on walking as though they're paupers or they're homeless or they haven't got the resources to do the stuff that God wants them to do. And they feel actually if they're honest with themselves and if you're honest with yourself, you'll probably have nations on your heart and because that's what God does see. He says, uh, go make disciples of the what? Make disciples of the person? No, make disciples of the what? Of the what? What is it? Sorry, I can't hear it. I, I couldn't hear that back row. Make disciples of the what? Make disciples of the nations. So God put nations in people's hearts here. And we never think we can do anything to touch that nation or reach that nation or pray for that nation because who am I? I'm nothing. No, no, who are you not? 
You're a child of the living God. You're a child of the King. God has, has put His hand on you. As we said before, God has put faith in you. And so how, we can, how can we, we realize some of these things? Well, there's spiritual strength. There's in, in, internal capacity uh, that we can develop. In, in uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 80, it talks about John the Baptist, that he grew up and he grew strong in spirit. Everybody say strong in spirit. Strong in spirit, Jesus the same. In, two, in Luke chapter 2, verse 40, Jesus became strong in spirit. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Finally, it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. It doesn't say, look, if you feel like it, be strong. No, no, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. How can we be strong and do the stuff that God indeed wants you and this church to do? It's by intentionally. Uh, forgot to start my time. I'm starting it now. How cool is that? I got an hour. No, no, no. It's, it's a joke, honestly, really. Um, we can develop our spirit. So what, what can we do? See, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, I pray that from His glorious, unlimited, everybody say unlimited. Unlimited, unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. See, God wants to empower you so you can do the things that He has put on your heart. And I don't work for God anymore. I work with Him. It's exciting to work with God. There's a difference, see? And so, because He's given us unlimited, unlimited, friends, strength and ability, unlimited resources. He wants to power, empower us inner strength. He wants to give you energy, vibrancy, supernatural ability. And with God's help, we can continually and intentionally develop our spirit. And the consequences are His presence, the awareness of God that He loves us, His anointing. Don't go and find the anointing. Just walk in the anointing. The Bible tells us you have an anointing from the Holy One who has called you. You don't have to go find it, call it down, reach out for it, jump on a plane and get higher so you get the anointing. No, 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 no. Just walk in the anointing. You have an anointing from the Holy One who calls you. Amen? Amen. So how can we develop this? thing of the whole, this whole area of the Holy Spirit is that we give the, get the ability to enjoy hardship. It's like a cork. You know, you sort of go down, but it just can't help but pop up again when you go through difficulties. And let me say something. This is an old man speaking. Let me say something. You will go through some difficulties. If you haven't, you will. <laughs> Oh, it's horrible. Who's ever been through some difficulties? Yeah, it won't be the last one. So how can we get through these things? Like a cork popping to the top again. Oh, oh there we go. The joy of my Lord, the, Lord the, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah, okay. Amen. There we go. You know, how do we pursue what God's called us to do? Touching nations, planting churches. How do we boldly share? How do we strengthen our spirit? This is not complete. It's just a few things that I've found. Number one, number one, speaking in tongues. Friends, you've got you to speak in tongues. Speak in tongues a whole bunch. Just, just, Paul says, I speak in tongues more than you all. It's that heavenly language that God has given to us. 
I, I was speaking in tongues. I, I asked Jesus to come in my life. And uh, I, I was uh, in my room and I read a, a book and this guy spoke in tongues. And I thought, how does that work? And he prayed. And so I prayed. And then I asked God to f- fill me with the Holy Spirit. And then I was re- released in tongues. And I started to speak. I don't know what I was saying. But anyway, I spoke in tongues by faith. And I started to do that. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a charismatic Pentecostal church. I didn't even know what to call it. I just, I just spoke in tongues. Amen. In my, in my home. And it was the thing that that's one of the one of the areas that I continue. To, listen, I don't know what to. I, I, of course, I pray through some of the. I pray through a whole bunch of churches and people every day. I pray for Activate Church every day. I pray for the churches in in Europe every day that we're associated with. I don't know what to pray sometimes after I pray the first 30 seconds for that church, but I start praying in tongues and I begin to get revelation. I begin to get insight and I begin to feel something of the power of of God to, to, to hit something in Christ. And then I'm, while I'm praying, I, 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 I message them, how are you doing? I'm just praying for you, felt this verse, and you can contact immediately these days. And it's just so exciting to be able to do that. And it comes as you pray in tongues. Friends, be filled with the Spirit. Don't be filled with other junk. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Ephesians 5 says, be filled with the Spirit. And so speak in other tongues. It's like the building blocks of a house. It's like advancing your spirit when you speak in other tongues. You're advancing yourself. You're kicking something else into gear that bypasses your mind and goes straight to heaven. Amen? So speak in other tongues. Want to know more about it? Get this little leaflet right there. The second thing is, whole heart, we got about 125 of these. The second thing is, that was a joke too. Man, man, I'm funny tonight, I tell you. It's all happening. Number two, number two, wholehearted praise and worship. We fix our mind on God and, and it's a wholehearted praise and worship. And so on the screen here, we're just going to put up the, the, the screen right there. Praise, what does praise do? Let me tell you, praise, this will do you good. Praise centralizes God. When you're down on the dumps, begin to praise God. It'll help. It'll do something for you. Amen. When you begin, when you begin to see from God's perspective, it doesn't mean that the things are going away. It doesn't mean that other things are going away. It doesn't mean you're ignoring the problem. It just means that you're beginning to see from God's perspective. What's number two? Come on, be with me. You're seeing from what? Come on, what's number two? You're seeing from. His perspective, you see, from God's perspective, when we begin to praise and worship, when we praise, it keeps our heart soft and it keeps our heart pliable. It helps the word to find an entrance place. It keeps me soft. It keeps me pliable in a world that can be very harsh, in a world that can be very hard in certain aspects. Yeah, ever found that? And anybody ever found that? And praise and worship softens you and keeps you pliable. Praise and worship, you declare truth. You begin to declare the truth of a matter. You're not declaring. When you're saying that God is good, that is a truth that we need to get a hold of, friends, and not just have it in our head, but let it drop into our spirit. We declare the truth of a matter. When we say, God, we thank you that you're faithful. We thank you that you protect us. We thank you that you're a wonderful God. We praise you. We honor you. We think we're declaring truth. Amen? 
We're declaring the truth of a matter. Number five, it guards our faith and it increases our faith. It guards us, puts a hedge around us, if you like. And I find when I'm praising and worshiping, my goodness, the tone, my faith levels go up. It's not because I got to go find it. It's because it's already there and I'm just pulling it out of my pocket now and the whole of heaven is there and I'm just beginning to run with it. I'm going, yeah, I have faith for the whole of Europe now. Crazy. But I begin to feel God move inside my heart. When was the last time you felt God grab a hold of you and not just sit around, but you find yourself standing wherever you are and say, yeah, amen. Smashing through that thing in Jesus' name. Friends, lives depend on it. That's why you need to praise and worship. That's why you need to speak in other tongues and engage your mind and engage your heart. Amen. The second, the third one is meditation, uh, imagination. One of the things I've learned is to really meditate on the Word of God and just meditate on the things of, of, of God. Joshua chapter 1 and it's a great passage to read when you get home. Be strong and courageous. God says to him, be strong and very courageous. It says about three times, actually. And then he says in verse 8 of, of Joshua chapter 1, meditate on the word of God day and night, so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then, only then. Everybody say only then. Come on, everybody say only then. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. What gave Joshua the ability to prosper and succeed was to meditate on the Word of God. Another word for meditation is imagination. Begin to imagine how the Word impacts you. Begin to get inside the Word of God. Imagine yourself there being spoken to by God. If God was standing in front of you, what would you want Him to say to Him? But use your God-given. It's a God-given capacity of imagination. And begin to understand that He wants to talk to you. Your imagination. I love the verse in, uh, in, in, in Matthew chapter 22, it says, love the Lord your God. You can repeat it with me. Come on. Love the, everybody. Everybody? Everybody. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. Something like that. Well, the word for mind is imagination. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your imagination. Now that puts a different spin on it. Porn is out of control. Why? Because it's tapping into people's imagination, men and women. We need to understand that, that, that God has given us an imagination for good things. And imagination, see, see Albert, Albert Einstein, a, a very famous scientist, said, uh, knowledge, imagination is more important than knowledge. Why? Because imagination can take you to other worlds. Imagination can take me right to where the churches are in South Holland. They can take me to France 
where there's a church in Paris we know, and there's a church in La Havre we know, and, there's, and it takes me to Amsterdam, and I, and I go to those countries, and I'm driving over the border in, in my imagination into Belgium and beginning to see churches and ministering in churches there. See, that's, I'm just using my God-given imagination and beginning to meditate on that and, and beginning to speak that into place. Use, if you want to develop your spirit, use your imagination. You will be imagining. You're already imagining, if you're honest with yourself. Just begin to use your imagination intentionally. And take hold of the things that God has given to you and imagine yourself there. What would that feel like if I was there speaking to that person? Loving on them. What would that feel like? I'm using my imagination right there. Every famous sports person, without question, uses their imagination before a race or before a, a, a team event. They are using their imagination. They have got the plays in their head that might change, but they are using their imagination. You hear what I'm saying? So let's use the God-given Gifts and abilities that he's given to us. If we could have the musicians back, that'd be great. Waiting on God. Waiting on God is another thing that helps us develop our spirit. Psalm 27 verse 14 says, Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Wait patiently. I don't like waiting. Does anybody else like waiting? No. I mean, I put something in the microwave, for goodness sake, hurry up. 30 seconds, taking so long. Oh, now you get me going right there. Oh, Karen's on the other side. Okay. It's not a target, Karen says. Yes, it is round. And it's got 100 in it. Gee, why go 93? Oh, yeah, anyway. Uh, how did we go there? Owen, oh, you're naughty. Wait patiently for Friends, I've had to learn this way. I've had to learn this and make sure that as, I, and I'm, as I, f I find that as I'm waiting, I find the scaffolding of noise begins to drop away from my spirit, from my heart, all the noise. Some of us put the TV on, we're not even listening to it. Some of us put the radio on, it's just noise all the time. Have you, when was the last time you just sat and waited for 10, 15, 20 minutes? You try that. It is one of the most difficult things that, that we can do in the West. Waiting patiently for the Lord. Some. 40 says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. He heard, he, he, he turned to me and he heard my cry. Before he even hears the cry, God turns to God. God turns to us. See? I waited patiently. Your brother can't do it. Your sister can't do it. Your mother, your father, your grandfather, your, your kids can't do it. You've got to do it. I waited. When was the last time you waited patiently for God to touch you and to minister to you? My goodness. Isaiah 40 says it this way. I'm sure you know the Scripture. And those who trust the Lord 
will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. He gives power to the weak. Don't you, haven't you heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God. He never grows weary or or weak, he's never he he's not weary, weak or weary. No one can under, measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak. He is strength to the friends. That word means he exchanges strength to you. And as you wait on God, you'll find God just begin to infuse you with His strength. You don't have to do anything. You just sit there in your favorite chair and let God infuse you and impact you and touch you and your imagination in Him will begin to run wild. Amen. When was the last time, young person, you waited? When was the last time, older person, you waited for God? Entwine yourself with God. Exchange your strength for His strength. This is not a try hard, but it's an exchange for God. That's the only way we're going to touch this world, friends. And when God speaks, God wants us to do something. So I wonder if we could stand right now. And I ask that you would just learn to arise in your spirit in Jesus' name. Just learn to arise in your spirit. Declare your authority in Jesus' name. Some of you are battling with things and you need to keep on battling, but not battle in your own strength, but begin to pray in the Spirit, begin to learn to pray in tongues and keep on praying in tongues till you break through. Not for one 30-second piece, but till you kick it through in Jesus' name. Do you hear what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That takes like some guts. That takes some grit. Uh, but I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling there are some men and women of God here. Okay, uh, I, I do. I think I have, a, I have a suspicion that there are few men and women of God here. Are there any men and women of God here? Yeah, come on. Are there any men and women of God here? Uh, I, I, I'm asking, are there any men and women of God here? Well, listen, don't give up. Break through Jesus' name. Amen. Don't settle for average. You weren't born to be average. No one was born to be average. You've all got gifts and abilities and talents. Don't walk around with a, with a bank full of, or a whole bunch of checks in your back pocket that haven't been, can't be cashed because you don't even know they're there. You have the whole of heaven, the whole of resource behind you to do what God has called you to do. It's taken me a few years to understand that. Meditate on it. Get hold of it. Let it rip into your spirit. Let it touch your spirit inside and out. Amen. So Father, we just thank You. If this message has meant something to You, I'd like You just to raise Your hand. Come on, just raise Your hand in faith. You're saying, boy, Lord, I'm in. I just need to know something about this. If that's You, I'd like You to raise Your hand really high. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for these folks right now. I just pray Your blessing, Your favour, Your touch. Lord, that you would, you would help them to remember this in the good times, but help them to remember this in the, in the difficult times, in the times of crisis. Not to pull back, but to push on forward and just pray in tongues. 
homes, wherever they are, in the car or on a bike or walking through town or in a, in a bedroom, in a, in, a, in a house, just praying in tongues, praising God wherever they find themselves, uh, meditating on the purposes of God and waiting on You, Lord. I pray that You would help them to, to just... To, just take hold of these things and do what You've called them to do in Jesus' mighty Name. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Lord. If you've never asked Christ to come into your life, if you've never said yes to Him, if you've never said that, like, that very simple, really, it's just saying yes to God, we're gonna pray a prayer. And if you mean that genuinely and, and faithfully, uh, and you're saying, I, I, I mean business with God I, and, and sincerely pray this prayer, God will change your heart. I did that years ago. I never realized the adventure that I'd be on. I really didn't. But it changed my life forever, changed my family's life forever. And so if that's you, and it even changed my, it's grand, changing my grandchildren, see, that's what happens. A whole generation can be touched. And so if that's you, uh, well, let's all pray together. What we're going to do is pray from the back row through to the front, and we're going to pray together. And if you mean business with God, I want you to pray this prayer with me. You're saying, boy, I need to know this Jesus. You have never, I want to give you that opportunity to do that this, mo- this, e- this evening. Is that okay? That okay? Okay, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, come on, back row to the front, everybody. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Dying on that cross for me. Taking all my sin on that cross. I ask you to forgive me and help me to say yes to you right now. Thank you. I ask You to come into my life and help me to be the person You want me to be. In Jesus' Name, Amen and Amen. What I want you to do before you leave tonight, I want you to come up and shake my hand and then go back to your seat or or hang around if you want to. People did this, uh, you know, not straight away, but after the service. So that's okay, you can do that. If you want to do it now, you can do it right now. You can jump out of your chair and do it right now and come and shake my hand. And you're saying publicly, I mean business with God. Good on you. Good on you, if that's you. So while we, while we do this, but also just right now, if you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and released, in, and I sense there are some that just need to be released in the Holy Spirit so they can be what God is want, you can be what God wants you to be. Uh, we have friends. Listen, when we when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, it's in Acts one eight. It says, "He shall you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the end of the earth." The reason God fills us with His Holy Spirit is so that we can be, so that we can be witnesses. Yes. You have the ability, actually, that word is that you have the ability to die to self. That's what it actually means. You have the ability to be a martyr. In other words, die to self, die to your own ambitions, die to your own dreams and take on His dream, which is a bigger dream than your dream. His ambitions, which is a bigger ambition than your ambition will ever be. Take on your faith, not, not uh, take on His faith, not your faith. Take on His belief, not your belief. Amen. And so that's what happens when He fills you with His life. He gives you the tools so you can do the work that He's called you to do. That's how good God is to us. 
Amen. So if that's you during this song that uh, Aaron's going to lead us in, you come to the front and I'll hand it over to Sheridan to do whatever he wants to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give Pastor Nick a big hand. It's a great word. I want to really encourage you to come down the front and if you've not been baptised, filled in the Holy Spirit, God's got us on this incredible, fantastic, purpose journey of prayer. And baptism in the Holy Spirit is the doorway to a whole change in your prayer life. It is the doorway to, literally, the Bible says, praying in the tongues of angels. It's a doorway to supernatural language, supernatural prayer. And really, if you're trying to live your Christian life, your Christian faith, and you've not been baptised in the Holy Spirit, you're working really, really hard. But God wants to empower you. In Acts, we see the power of the Holy Spirit came and rested on the church and immediately things started to take place. It just went crazy, things taking place. And this, uh, tonight, if you're, if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, whatever, I'm praying inside right now that God stirs your heart, that God stirs you up and that you get a supernatural hunger to walk and to live in the life that God's called you to live. We can all through, go through life just, you know, wandering our way through. But oh, to live purposed. Oh, to live full of passion and full of the power of God. We're going to sing a song. Thank you, Pastors Nick and Karen, for being with us today. Fantastic. As we sing the song, I'm not going to close the service at the end. I just encourage you that as you go, you're purposed in your giving at the giving stations. And thanks for coming out today. As we're singing the song, why don't you come down the front? If you responded to Jesus tonight, come down and shake Nick's hand. Come down the front, allow someone to pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And why don't you leave this place absolutely pumping and on fire for Jesus tonight, going into your week. Father, I pray that wherever we go and whenever that happens this week, we would be like Jesus. And like Jesus, we would be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, that anywhere we go, anything we touch this week will leave a residue of God all over it. For your glory, I pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. Nothing worth more could ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. You pray. Tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone in your presence 
Your love clear in this heavenly heaven. 
speak all is true. Getting lost in 